Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to The Ralph Report. We're living in a brand new world here in the United States of America, and let's hope things look up soon. (laughs) Speaking of looking up, (laughs) we'll get to that story in a second. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Welcome to The Ralph Report for this Thursday, January 21st, year 2021. Very excited to be with you today, kids, because we have a hell of a show lined up for you. We'll talk to you about it in a minute. But first, let's welcome the rear admiral to the show. <laughs> Some folks call him Odegaard. However, I like to refer to him as Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Yo ho, rear admiral. <laughs> Your first full day as a rear admiral. This is quite the day. And you you fulfilled everything that that title provides for well, you. I, I, you don't know how, how true that rings, that sound effect. Eddie Pence dropped a little knowledge on me just before we started rolling here on the Ralph Report. And I said to him, don't you say another word. We're going to save this for the show. Want to tell people uh, what what happened to you yesterday? Uh, yesterday, uh, my first day on the job as your admiral, I yes. went and got my uh, my physical to make sure I'm up for uh, to perform my duties. Sure, I got my year, oath, my yearly physical, so you can discharge your duties. <laughs> so I can discharge all of my duties properly, and uh, I I had my first ever prostate exam. Yes. Now, I find it hard to believe this is the first my prostate first one. exam you've ever had. First one I've ever had. That's yeah. not good. Well, you're supposed to get one at 40 is what I was told when I was turned 40. And then my doctor was like, well, you're, you're young enough. You're 40. Wait till you're 45. I'm like, all right. So I was like, fine. I got away with that one. Turn 45, I didn't get one. Jeez, I haven't had them since I was 12. I might have been going to the wrong <laughs> doctor. You. Was it a doctor you were going to? I'm pretty sure. It was a guy in a van. And it, it wrote, was a mobile doctor. It was written doctor on the side. Doctors without borders. Now that I think of it, he may have been a Dr. Pepper delivery guy. Now that I you now just that saw I, the doctor drop trowel. I assumed doctor. You know, as a kid, what did I know? So I, I what I, I've been having like I think last three or four months. I've been having. I've been waking up like nightly, like four or five times a night to pee. Oh, that's that is one of the symptoms of an enlarged prostate. Exactly. So I started thinking, like, okay, I'm going to see if this passes or not. And I, it, it wasn't. It so, wasn't passing. That was, was the problem. Exactly. So I called and set up an appointment, and I had my physical yesterday, and he went three knuckles deep, <laughs> and I think he left something behind because <laughs> all day long I was limping around, oh, and he must stop. have used half the bottle of lube. Stop it. You're a man who's had things in your butt before. I've never had another man's finger in my ass. I've had my own finger in my ass. I don't know what you're missing. (laughs) I've had a woman's finger in my ass. I've never had another man's finger in my ass. And that's the thing about the doctors, too. They're not fooling around. It's not for your pleasure. This is not foreplay. 
They're in there with a mission. They got they got information to gather. He was hooking and yeah. squirming. You gotta you gotta feel it around. You gotta feel that walnut. Make sure it's all in good shape. And I I didn't know how I was supposed to do it because the only other prostate exam I'd ever seen was in uh, was in Fletch when he bends sure, over Chevy Chase yeah. and he, and the guy just goes up. I thought that's Blue how it was moon. using the whole fist duck. So I'm laying on my side, and he's like, "All right, spread your butt cheeks." And I'm like, "Oh, this is laying on your side." I laid on my side. How do you do it? You, you bend you stand over, up? bend over, and hold on to the exam table. No, I laid up on the table, and then he Jeez, put both buy you a drink. He put both there, my legs on his shoulders. Were there flowers involved? <laughs> no, my guy says, "All right, drop your shorts and no. bend over." I was in a robe. I was in the little the back end open robe thing, and I was on my side. And he's like, "All right, lift one of your butt cheeks up." And I'm like, "Okay." And the next thing I know, he's up in my belly button. <laughs> well, I think that's the uh, may have been the problem. That sounds that sounds like a worse position. I I don't know any other position. I to like, I like to. a doggy style <laughs> myself personally. I, I take the spooning way. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. You're but, more sensitive. Fuck, dude, he was in there deep and digging. Well, did he find anything? He said it was slightly swollen, slightly well, enlarged. Oh boy! But I guess that's go. for my age. I don't know. But my prostate's rocking and rolling, Fuck, son. I don't know what to do now. He said he didn't feel anything weird. Yeah, usually they'll check for a growth or a yeah. tumor or something. Feel on any there. of that stuff? If it was smooth, then you're just enlarged. Well, that's not good enough. You can't just say, "Well, I, I don't know." Well, you have to do something. Well, I'm going to go to urologist. Oh. I'm, I'm getting a vasectomy too, so it's all come. It's all tied up. What? In there. Yeah, you well, bury I'm, the lead. I'm 46. I don't. I can't be. I, I'm condoms. It's, it's, I can't do condoms anymore. You're doing condoms with your wife? Well, because she has she has a blood clotting disorder, so she can't take the birth control pill. Anymore. Oh boy! Wow, we're really going deep. We on my are. Life. This is a full expose. <laughs> I did not expect. So I'm gotta... digging deeper than the doctor did. <laughs> you are. Just don't leave anything. Just fuck my ass is so, so my ass is still greasy feeling. So you've had to use uh, condoms as contraception because Tracy can't be on uh, the birth pill. control anymore. Oh, I got you. for health reasons. Well, yeah, that's a drag. Yeah. Yeah. Big drag. Yeah. So that's why. With your wife. I mean, <laughs> save the condoms for your girlfriends. Well, it's at 46, it's hard enough to, <laughs> it's hard enough to complete the job anyway. Oh. And then the you got a condom on top. Then you got a condom on. I got a large prostate and now I got a condom. So it's like. You're too young to be this much of a mess. <laughs> it's all the chicken nuggets. <laughs> that's what it is. It's clogged your prostate <laughs> up with chicken grease. Oh, yeah. So I had that. It was my first prostate exam yesterday. Well, if you That's have a large prostate, Rear Admiral, uh, uh, and you're going to a urologist, yeah. you ain't seen nothing no, yet. Oh, I can't wait. Because they may go up there and, heaven forbid, they might take a biopsy. Oh, fuck. I can't. That's when they stick an implement up there oh, and just, mm. they just nick off a little piece of it and bring it out with them. I don't, I don't think I like ass play anymore. <laughs> I think I'm done with ass play. It was fun you're for a while. You're going to need the baldo when you're all done. <laughs> You're not going to be operational at all. Oh, God. Wow. Just feeling to move around in there was just too much. That's so funny because I've just, I feel like I've been having them forever. To hear someone had their first one is a bit of a shock to me. How, what age did you start getting it? No, I seriously. 40. It's usually in your 40s yeah, for men. Well, that's, I think. Been, that's been a while ago for me. So probably, yeah, probably 40 was my yeah. first one, I guess. I seem to feel like I had one prior to that, even. <laughs> I believe I have in my 30s at some 30 point. 30s seems believe, young, you know. unless you think there's an issue. No, I just I mm. asked for it. <laughs> it wasn't on the menu. I went a la carte on that one. 
Um, well, you know yeah. what? The good news is they get easier because once you know what to expect, you, yeah. won't, you won't ever be that surprised again. Because well, I went in with the other, I, I didn't know I was going to be on my side, lifting my own ass cheek. And then yeah, these... that sounds like, again, that sounds like a bad position. It sounds like that would be more intrusive and less comfortable than just bending it over and getting I... it done with. My guy takes literally about eight seconds and it's all finished. Oh, he, if he was in there for eight seconds, it felt like 30. Yeah. Because he was up there for a while. Well, I hope you're okay. I hope there's no issues. Well, me too. Did he do a blood test for your PSA? Yeah, I'm getting all that all that back, uh, I think, in a couple days. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep everybody informed. That's how they can tell if there's an issue or not. If, if your PSA level's raised, then they yeah. suspect that maybe there's an issue. Yeah, so we'll But see. he didn't th- talk to you about uh, taking a, a drug or anything? Yeah, they're going to... I'm going to go to the urologist. He's going to... I'm going to talk to that guy more about the drug. But apparently with the drug, you can have reverse ejaculation. There there are some Which is potential weird. side effects, I'm told. <laughs> you come inwards. Uh, that, you, yeah, your uh, your prostate, uh, your plumbing there starts to work in weird ways. Right. So I, I, I try to stay off as many drugs as possible. So I, if I can correct the issue sure. without drugs, I, I don't, don't do it without it. drugs. Yeah. Well, but there you so, go. There you go. First day on the job. All right. Rear Admiral. <laughs> getting right to work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That means you so took much more it now. Seriously, you took it, Rear Admiral. Seriously, <laughs> I told you I will fulfill my duties as Rear Admiral. Yeah, you will. will discharge, discharge your duties. <laughs> Maybe not for much longer. You'll be discharging internal duties. I couldn't watch the inauguration yesterday without laughing when they said discharge. See, I know what I of which I speak. <laughs> Speaking wow. of people who take uh, the Rear Admiral seriously, yes. Folks who are uh, writing in saying, mm-hmm. uh, "Well, the rear admiral is now is only equal to a two-star general." <laughs> I've been so, demoted. So Eddie is is less than us now. Just, just it was just a joke. Oh, it, the vice the vice president's a four-year term, so Eddie should do four. <laughs> Stop, breathe, <laughs> relax. It's just a goofy little podcast. We don't have to adhere to any strict rules or regulations about joke. Who's what? And then I left. I swore with my left hand. You didn't have the right hand on the the chicken nuggets. Because I would would have blocked the camera. I would have blocked the nuggets if I went left hand on the nugget bag. Look, I love the passion. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) folks. I love how closely you follow the show and how much it means to you. I'm just saying there's there's a line. Maybe it's healthy not to cross for everyone involved, for you, for us, for everybody. Good times. Wow. Good times. That, I don't even feel like doing a show now. I feel like that was the show. (laughs) That was a lot. That was for me. It was quite a day. The show. That's the Ralph report for today. (laughs) For me. The rest of it's for everybody else, but I had my show. Maybe we'll live stream the vasectomy. That would be a great idea. That'll be a great idea. I, (laughs) why don't we... I'll go with you. Okay. And we don't have to live stream, but I can I can just have a conversation with you. I can record an audio conversation. Oh, we'll podcast from while the it's going. We'll podcast. <laughs> absolutely. It. We'll, we'll absolutely we'll do see that. what's happening. Because, uh, yeah, boy, you're a brave man. Mm. I mean, I'm done having kids, obviously, but I don't think I'm going to uh, ever do that. Well, I went in two years ago for the consultation, and they pinched me where they say you're going to get, where what this is, this is what it will feel like when we do it, and they pinch that little part in your nutsack yes. where it is, yes. and I was done. I'm like, fuck this, and I left, and it's been two years, but now i got to go back. I well, you know they make an incision, right? and then they put like a crochet needle in there. Yeah. 
and then, then they, they just pull it out. They, and they grab snip the it. vas deferens and they pull it out mm-hmm, through mm-hmm, the incision mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they work on it from yeah. the outside. And Ooh. then they pack it back in there, sew you up, and then it's he, uh, it's frozen peas on your crotch yeah. for the next week. And he squeezed me there, mm. and it felt like I had gotten kicked in the nuts by a mule. Yeah, for like three days, and he had just pinched me. Yeah, I'm leaving my balls alone. I think. Oh fuck. Sorry, ladies. Ugh. Whichever one of you unfortunate ones that ends up with me in the future, we're going to have to work out another arrangement because I just, I can't see that happening. Anyway, so, yeah. Wow. More to come. Or less. Or less. In your case. A lot less to come. Yeah, we'll see. My good. Come. (laughs) Well, kids, I think you got your 15 cents a day's worth right there, but we're going to give you more show anyway. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, the Rear Admiral and I have a a special guest today. Steve Ashton, our UK correspondent, actually reporting in with a man-on-the-street interview from the UK. Of all the perfect times to have a correspondent in the UK... This story broke about the uh, small village outside of London, about an hour outside of London, where they are building the sets for the the Sun. The UK tabloid claims it's for Kenobi. Some hardcore Star Wars fans have said it looks more like sets for Andor. It might be. Kenobi's supposed to be on Tatooine, and that does not look like Tatooine. That's not a desert-looking location. We've got Steve Ashton dropping by. He has recorded some uh, sound for us. I have briefly listened to it. I I got it late today, so we're putting it in the show automatically, and I have some questions. We'll have to to listen and then maybe break it down as as we listen. It's also Thursday. Speaking of sexy things like vasectomies and uh, (laughs) anal probing, Sex University today, we're going to take a look at um, weird places People like to have sex. Okay. People who just aren't happy doing it in the bedroom or on the couch. They got to be better than everybody else. They need a story. Well, they need the thrill, maybe. Right? That's exactly right. What, it, what it is. So uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Entertainment news. Your phone calls. So much show. And again, I don't think you need any more show. <laughs> I think that's plenty of show right there. I've had enough. You should have been happy with that. Not guaranteed. We're going to give you more anyway. Uh, let's get right into uh, Steve Ashton, shall we? Since we got it at the top of the show and I brought it up, as I mentioned, Little Marlow is the name of this sleepy English village outside of London, about an hour's north, they say. And the locals there, unhappy with the construction that's going on, building this massive set for a Star Wars property. And as I mentioned, there's some dispute about uh, which one it is. Yeah. Some people have looked at the sizzle reel for Andor that Disney put out when they yeah. made the announcement and said, those buildings from the aerial view that the sun published look similar to blah, 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 blah. It's Star Wars. That much we know. How do the locals feel about it? Well, I said earlier in the week, if only we had a man on the site who could uh, pick up a little audio for us, maybe do some reconnaissance, wouldn't we be lucky? And we do. We have Steve Ashton, and he volunteered. He said, yeah, okay, I'll go out and do it. And he sent us two reports, one from this, the construction site itself and another one talking to a, a local citizen of Little Marlowe there. So here's the first one. Steve, outside the construction site, apparently it was uh, fenced off with plywood or what, what have you, but he was able to garner some information. Yeah, hi, Ralph. It's my pleasure being from the UK and being a UK correspondent um, to be here reporting on actual stuff happening right now. It's very exciting. So I'm here in Little Marlowe. It's a small village outside of London. I'm about... I'd say probably about an hour's drive away 
from where we are now. That's a, from, from my house. Um, now we are in, yeah, Little Marlow. It's sort of in between Handy Cross and Maidenhead. I can almost hear Edwin sniggering at the name of those two place names. But it's, um, it's of course, the location of the set for the upcoming Disney Plus TV show uh, about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I'm actually... I better keep my voice down as it goes. Um, I'm uh, just a few feet away from the actual set. A um, lot of security around here. You can probably hear some of the construction going on um, in, the, in the background there. From what I can see, I'm peering through like... I'm peering through like... Um, Sort of board, like 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 uh, medium density fibre boards, MDF okay. boards, chipboard, right. uh-huh. um, and there's a bit of a gap in between them. What I can see is like an urban, like a town, like a town, a bit like Moss Eisley. Um, the streets and the sort of merchants and stuff like that. There's like I can see the top of, of what appears to be like a, an apartment building. So I'm not sure if that's where uh, Obi Wan's living. Um, uh, yeah, it's all kind of very interesting. So it looks like, I mean, it looks like Mosai, so a desert planet. Everything's everything's very much like um, Edwin's wardrobe choices. It's all brown and aged. Um, but what I'm going to do, I can't really see much, honestly. I've been all around the perimeter. This is about the, mo- the best vantage point of seeing anything. There's not much I can see, understandably. Um, but what I, would, what I would say is there's quite a lot of people around. Um, obviously, I mean, I imagine some of them are pressed, trying to, you know, get, get a glimpse of um, old uh, Ewan McGregor there. But, um, yeah, apparently this, uh, this isn't the search you're looking for. But uh, I'm going to pop into the village, see if I can grab any locals. It's only a small place, Little Marlow, but I'm going to see if I can pop in and speak to one of the locals, maybe, uh, see what else I can find out. So uh, I'll speak to you in a bit. Now I'm... Listening to that, yeah, and I'm dubious. I'm, and I don't know why I'm dubious, but it sounds like he is making stuff up. You think he's sitting on his couch and he just added sound effects? Look, we, we I want to take the guy at face value, but it sounds to me possibly if he wanted to, if he wanted to not go out and do anything, yeah, it would have been easy to do, yeah. This is the second clip. This is him supposedly talking to someone from the village of Little Marlow in the UK. This is where things really get a little dodgy for me. You be the judge. Okay, okay. Listening to Steve talk to this gentleman who's out walking his dog. Yeah, hello. It's Steve from High Wycombe Radio here. Um, I'm with a gentleman out walking his lovely black Labrador, and we're socially distanced. Some reports, sorry, some reports are coming out that uh, locals have been complaining about the noise. And the lights and uh, all of the sort of commotion. Well, they bloody would, wouldn't they? I mean, if there wasn't this wretched bloody pandemic, they'd all be cashing in. The shops would all have empty shelves and the pubs would be chock-a-block. They'd be making off like navvies on the bloody Great Wall of China. Well, well, we've had celebrities here before, of course. I mean, we had a, uh, we had one, uh, we had a Spice Girl uh, live here. She got married in the church just over, just over there. Uh, I'd never seen too many brown faces since I was posted in Nigeria during their civil war in the 70s. So you don't mind the traffic then? Mind? Not in the slightest. I own the land they've got to drive up to get to the bloody side. I'm quidzin. Well, thank you very much for your time. Can I... Sorry if I pat your dog. What's his name, by the way? Nick. (laughs) I I believe he was going to say Nicholas. Ah, that's ah, what I believe. Oh, thank God. Um... I don't know. That doesn't exactly sound real. Uh, voice changer? Maybe. <laughs> Talking into a tin can? 
Just happened to mention a Spice Girl. Speaking into a, a mitten? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Was it Peppa Pig's father? I'm not quite sure. But here's the good news. Steve will be joining us for the entire program tomorrow as we celebrate not only our three-year anniversary of The Ralph Report, but our 700th episode tomorrow. Big celebration tomorrow. So we thought it would be fun to have uh, the third Musketeer join us for the entire program. Steve will be recording live with us from the UK for the entire show tomorrow. So we will be able to ask him some questions about what he reported on today. And again, <laughs> I don't to want to, of it. I don't want to doubt the guy. No, but I want to give him a chance to explain himself or come clean. It sounds suspicious. It sounds uh, fucking dicey. Highly dubious. If you ask me. So more tomorrow with Steve. <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee. We'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's turn our attention to people we can trust implicitly. The Garmy, we love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. Send us an email. Ralph at the RalphReport.com. Steve at the RalphReport.com. Eddie as well at the RalphReport.com. We're all on social media too. Or you can do what a lot of folks choose to do, which is to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's there just to catch your feelings, your comments, your questions, your suggestions. Just got to dial up the phone number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. And then <laughs> I listen to them all. I grab a handful that catch my ear, and we put them in this segment, Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Up first, you remember Eddie and Caroline from Quebec? Yes. There are French-speaking yes. Garmy members. Uh, Caroline, or Caroline, I've since discovered that's mm. how you say her name. Although he asked for Sweet Caroline the song for his happy hit, so I assumed it was Caroline. Well, yeah, you can make that. But the song. French say Caroline. Caroline. So um, it's been quite the adventure with those folks. We played the happy hit for Carolyn. She is in advanced uh, stages MS. And so uh, when Eddie comes home from his job, he likes to make her feel better and give her a laugh by translating some of the Ralph report for her. Yes. And then Queen Jay, our resident musical genius, Jennifer Stewart, was so moved by the story. She did an entire version of Hello, Death in French so that Carolyn could hear something yes. in her native language, which I think is awesome. And Eddie, hot. And, and it was hot. a very hot song, too, yes. Anyway, Eddie called in to thank us for all the things that we've been doing, but also to make a suggestion. Bonjour, Ralph, Eddie, and Steve. This is Eddie Obonson from Quebec, Canada. I just wanted to say thank you from Carolyn and me for last week's happy hit, and this week for Jen Stewart's French version of Hello, Death. That's a quoi. She's so amazing, as are you guys and all of the Garmy. Carolyn loves it when uh, I talk about the show and one of her daily questions is what is Eddie not eating today? Right? Well, we were wondering if you ever have tried a classic Quebec dish called poutine. It's french fries topped with cheese curds and covered with gravy. You have to make sure that the cheese does a squeaky sound when you bite into it. Yes. Or else it's not fresh. Right. Um, I'm sure it would have been a great munch in Monday if you have the right cheese. Hmm. Well, I got to go now. So uh, have a great day. On vous aime vraiment. A plus. Bye, everybody. I'm assuming that's love you mean it by uh, in, uh, in French. Must be. En français, as they say. <laughs> He's suggesting poutine. 
which is a classic Canadian dish. As he mentioned, it's French fries, those big uh, cut steak fries yeah. usually. Yeah, yeah. And then cheese curds, which as you can imagine, are the strained off curds yeah. of uh, curdled milk. It's kind of gross. It becomes cheese. It's kind of gross. And then you put gravy all over that. But yeah. they say the cheese curds have to squeak when you bite into them. That's how you know they're fresh. Well, you don't like rubbery. You don't want stale cheese curds. Mm. So he's suggesting that might be something for a munch on Monday. Mm. I, I've never had... Poutine? Poutine. Poutine? Yes. I, I think we did this before I said I didn't want it. I think, I think we mentioned we it mentioned, a long was, time ago. I thought it was ago. gross. Yeah. I, still, I still stand by my and grossness I think of it. I've had it. I've been in Canada and I've had it. And it, I think you're you're mistaken. I think you would enjoy it. I might. I don't know. I just, the squeaky cheese kind of turns me well, off. Well, the squeaky cheese gets the oil, I've always said. <laughs> we need to hunt some down and uh, have that for a, a munching Monday. Excellent suggestion, Eddie. Thank you so much. Please give Carolyn our best uh je t'aime as they say up there in quebec what je t'aime mean yeah I, we've been through this i don't you have the retention of a sieve <laughs> it means i love you ah je t'aime je t'aime i've had a finger in my ass since last time we talked <laughs> so my world's a little off kilter did he reach your brain he might have he so deep he scrambled your brain he was in there man he was in there uh putin yes uh, we're gonna work on that and try to get that for a munch on monday thank you so much uh, yesterday, we heard from Andrew in the UK. He suggested a brand new sex toy for another part of the body. We've been talking extensively about the baldo. He suggested the eldo, which yes. is a dildo that attaches to your elbow. Well, this gentleman thinks we didn't go far enough. Hey, Ralph. Yoho. Odigahuff. We're talking about the eldo uh, today, the dildo for your elbow. Um, I'm surprised nobody thought about the lube component that you can market with it. Mm -hmm. The eldo grease. Huh? 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 Eldo Grease. Eldo Grease. Come on. <laughs> Love that. Oh, it's a whole marketing thing. The Rear Admiral is here in full force today. Yesterday was the day he took his oath of office before we uh, appointed him Rear Admiral. I, yes. Little did he know what he was in. I had no idea. What was in store for him when well, he accepted. What a day. Uh, Steve was listening. Steve is a caller of ours, a, a longtime Garmin member from Boston. Steve right now is undergoing uh, cancer treatment. Mm. And Steve reached out uh, when he started and to let me know that he was starting his chemo. And I wanted Steve to know that we love you, buddy, and we're thinking of you, and we're wishing only the best things as you move forward with your treatment. Yeah, yesterday apparently was the first day of his chemo treatment, mm. and he was listening to the show while he was getting it, sort of take his mind off yes. of things, which, again, makes me endlessly happy if we could provide some distraction for him while he's going through what is, under the best of circumstances, a grueling yeah. uh, treatment. Anyway, Steve was listening. Something caught his ear, and he's got a suggestion. Hey, Ralph. Yo, Eddie. Uh, Steve from Boston. Uh, I just finished listening to the show. Um, I know, Ralph, I had emailed you. Um, started, I started my chemo today, so, of course, I'm in my first chemo treatment, and... Uh, Got my headphones in and I'm listening to the show and holy shit, listening to Eddie fucking try to recite whatever that shit was he was reciting. Yeah, his All health. I could think of was, man, I need a drunk Eddie's thoughts because these nurses, God bless them all, they're all heroes. I couldn't understand why I was laughing a lot and I think I had some snot come out of my nose anyway. <laughs> thank you for making me forget my first chemo treatment and hopefully a few more will be good to go. So thank you guys, I love you guys and uh, please, drunk Eddie's thoughts on that recite, reciting his rear admiral shit. Alright, love you guys, bye. We love you too, Steve. Keep uh, keep your, your spirits up and uh, you'll kick this thing because cancer sucks. Um, 
Yeah, Eddie taking the oath yesterday. A lot of people were suggesting that would make a perfect drunk Eddie's thoughts. So here it is, Eddie's drunk oath. Looks I can't like see that close up. Something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. I state your name. I Eddie Pence. I really thought you were going to I thought about doing it. For the Animal House gag. <laughs> I thought about doing it. Could but I didn't. You held off. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the Ralph Report. The Constitution of the Ralph Report. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and and domestic that i will bear true faith i will bear true faith and allegiance to the same and allegiance to the same that i take this obligation freely that i take this obligation freely without any mental reservation without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion or purpose of evasion and that I will well and faithfully. That I will will well. <laughs> oh man! Almost did it. Fucked up your oh, own oath. I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office. Discharge the duty. <laughs> oh come on, really? Come. <laughs> come on, I will you child. <laughs> I will discharge the duties. <laughs> of the off. Really? I'm sorry, I've never heard that before. Discharge the duties. <laughs> My God. I will discharge the duties of the office. On which I am about to enter. <laughs> On which I'm about to enter. So help me. So help me. Winner of the Tournament of Gods. Winner of the Tournament of Gods. Man, <laughs> you are a child. <laughs> and lastly, we heard from Darren McGregor. Do Darren, our Scottish listener. He called in Daz, as he's known to his friends. I'm happy to consider myself one of them since we met there in the UK when I was over there doing Hollywood Babylon. Anyway, Daz called in with his suggest for some suggestion for some upbeat music, something to get his day kicked off a little better. It's his happy hit. Hey, Ralph, it's Daz. Hope you, Eddie and Steve, are doing well in the new year. I was just wondering if I could maybe possibly get a happy hit. Foo Fighters, my hero. Uh, I don't want you feeling like you have to do this just because it's my birthday on Thursday the 21st and I wouldn't dare ask for a happy birthday message. But if I could get my uh, happy hit, that would be fantastic. Okay, LMB. Darren, we're not doing this for your birthday. Nope. You need to know that. We don't do that on this show. Mm -hmm. We don't do birthday shout outs mm -hmm. or celebrations for people's birthdays because we'd be here all goddamn show long wishing people happy birthday. It's a bad precedent. Yeah, don't want to set that. So please, we're going to ignore that it's your birthday. No happy birthday wishes None. to Darren McGregor, our longtime friend and uh, Garmy member. However, My Hero is a great fucking song, so I'll absolutely play that as your happy hit. 
tune. That's a tune. That's yeah. a banger, as the kids say. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in today. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but you know what you got to do. I can't play your call if you don't call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to take a look at folks who passed away on this day, January 21st. Look at their lives and their legacies. It's Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, Death. Hello, Death. Hello, Death. Hello, Death. All right, on this day, January 21st, in the year 304. St. Agnes died on this day. She was martyred, Eddie Ooh, Pence. Why? Today is the day of the Feast of St. Agnes. because she, her? She died on this day. What? They ate her? No. Oh. You know, in, in Christianity, they have feast days oh, for the saints. Gotcha. And so St. Agnes died on this day back in 304. She, Eddie Pence, was a beautiful young girl from a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. And she had many suitors of very high rank in ancient Rome. Okay. But she refuted all Uh-oh. of them. No. She wouldn't sleep with anyone. She remained a virgin because of her devotion to Jesus Christ. Oh. So these high-ranking Romans submitted her name to authorities as a follower of Christianity, which at the time was big a no-no. no-no. Yeah, big no-no. Yes. So the prefect at the time, Sempronius, he condemned Agnes to be dragged naked through the streets to a brothel. God. Teach her to be a virgin. Mm. In one account, she prayed to Jesus, and her hair grew and covered her body. Her hair got so long, it covered her entire body, so she would no longer be ashamed. Because, she wasn't just covered in mud because, being dragged to the street. Because Jesus made it happen because mm. she prayed really okay, hard. I'm sure that happened. Then when she got to the brothel, mm. all the men that tried to rape her were immediately struck blind by Jesus. Mm. And the prefect himself was struck dead, Ooh. but then revived after she prayed for him. Oh, nice. So then there was a trial where Sempronius recused himself because he didn't want to die again. Of course. But another figure stepped in and sentenced Agnes to death. Oh, dick. So she was led out and bound to a stake, and a bundle of wood was put around her feet to burn her at the stake, but the wood would not burn. Oh, Jesus. When they got the wood to burn, yeah. the flames parted away from her. Man. It would not touch her. The flames would not touch her. 
God was protecting her. So how did she get martyred? Well, then an officer in charge of the uh, troops uh, drew his sword and cut her head off. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, he couldn't stop that one? That's what I'm thinking. He'd do with all that trouble to protect her. Jesus can stop fire from touching your skin. Make your hair grow. Can he make your hair grow? Blind a bunch of rapists. Five feet long in an instant. Blinds rapists. Couldn't he turn the sword into a feather? Yeah, or just have the guy trip and stab himself? Was he, was he distracted? Mm. Was he like, what? What's that over there? Oh, shit. Did I miss it? Oh, Agnes, sorry. He's my like, bad. This girl's too much trouble. She's on her own. So she has been martyred, and she is now Saint Agnes, okay. patron saint of virgins, girls, and chastity. Hmm. So there you go. Great. Happy Saint Agnes Day, just, everybody. <laughs> it's a true story. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. it got to be. All those details? It's can't you be can't make up. that up. You can't make up such details. That's that's detailed, factual history <laughs> right there. 1519, Vasco Nunez de Balboa died on this day. Spanish explorer, of course, Balboa, very famous explorer. He was famous for having crossed the Isthmus of Panama. Isthmus? The Ith. <laughs> Mary Isthmus, everybody. <laughs> the Isthmus? Isthmus? Isthmus. Isthmus, I-S-T-H-M-U-S, Isthmus of Panama to the uh, Pacific Ocean. Is that that little strip of land Um, where they made the canal? Yes, yes, exactly. Gotcha. And so he was the first European to lead an expedition of New Worlders who ever saw the Pacific Ocean. Wow. He discovered the Pacific Ocean, basically. Well, he just walked until he hit the water. Well, he was the first one to see it. He's the first one to go, hey, there's something else. My God, you're the worst. I don't. Mm. 1793. King Louis XVI, French king, was beheaded during the French Revolution at the age of 38 on this day. Mm. It turned out in France at the time, in the late 1700s, the discrepancy of wealth between those who were the most rich and the rest of the population was so out of whack that the working man rose up and attacked the rich aristocracy who were hoarding all the money and living large while other people were suffering. Mm. And so the people rose up and took... The rich power brokers yes. of the French government took them out via guillotine. Yeah. Just saying. Government's got to work for the people, man. Just saying. There may be a story in there that may have some sort of yeah. relevance to the world we're living yeah. in today. It's out of whack. 1891. Calixa Cavalli. Calixa Cavalli. Okay. Famous Canadian composer. Died at the age of 48 in 1891. He was a French-Canadian American musician. He was part of the Union Army Band during the American Civil War. Oh. But then he returned to Canada, where he's best known for composing the music for, can you guess what famous uh, piece of Canadian music? Uh, Calixa Lavallee composed in Canada. National Anthem for Canada? Alexa Cavalier wrote that. It's like I got a question right on small Canadian town or sex term. <laughs> the Canadian National Anthem. You know what year the Canadian National Anthem officially was adopted? Oh, Canada was officially adopted as the Canadian National Anthem. Can you guess what year? <laughs> 1934. 1980. 80? Can you imagine? They didn't have a national anthem before 1980? We always assumed that had been there as long as our national anthem had been there. I thought it had been there at least 100 years or less, maybe. A, a vote in the Senate and the House of Commons in 1980 officially adopted O Canada as the national anthem. So it was Canada. the unofficial I'm anthem assuming, for a long yeah, time. I'm sure, but uh, they made it official in 1980. Mm. 1901, 
Elijah Gray passed away, American inventor. You know what I would say about the 1800s, Eddie? Right for inventions. So many goddamn inventions. <laughs> and Elijah Gray certainly was one of our great American inventors. In fact, he invented a little something called the telephone. What? Yes. Not the other dude? Alexander Graham Bell yeah. stole the idea of the liquid transmitter Such from him. Dick. Such a dick. Gray took him to court. But Bell's patent was upheld in numerous court decisions. Where's Jesus coming down and changing that? Right? This guy had been using <laughs> the on, same Jesus. equipment for years before Alexander Graham <clears throat> Bell filed his patent. And he got screwed. Yeah. That's bullshit. He was also the inventor of 70 other patents for his inventions, including the synthesizer. And he invented in 1887 what he called the telautograph which was a device that would remotely transmit handwriting through a telegraph system. So you would write something down on one end, turn it into a phone signal, and then it would go down the line and come out on the other end. Wow. It was a fax. Wow. He invented the fax in 1887. Damn. This guy got no respect. None. Alexander I mean, Graham Bell dicked him. <laughs> and this poor guy, Elijah Gray, you ever heard of him before I mentioned nope. him? Nope. That's what I'm saying. There's no justice. There is none. Where's Jesus? Right? Where's Jesus? That's going to be the theme for today's Where show. Jesus? That's what Eddie was asking when he was on the, That's exam, what the, doc was looking for. the exam table yesterday. <laughs> Where is Jesus to stop this man from Please stop putting this. his entire arm up my ass? <laughs> 1924, Vladimir Lenin died on this day. Russian revolutionary leader and premier of Russia died of stroke mm. at age 53. Oh, so young. 1928. Yeah. George Washington Gothals, Army engineer who supervised the construction of the Panama Canal. We were just talking about mm. the Panama Canal. The Isthmus. The Isthmus, right across the Isthmus. <laughs> 1938, Georges Méliès, French filmmaker, died on this day at the age of 76. He is uh, famous for pretty much producing the very first science fiction films. Oh, really? Georges Méliès was a magician. And he took many of his stage magic tricks and applied them to film in the very early days of silent film. Okay. You ever see that famous film? It's called A Trip to the Moon. Yeah, where the rocket crashes into the moon. It the hits, moon's, hits eye. the moon's eye. Yeah. That's Georges Millet's oh, okay. work there. He did okay. that, and he did another one called The Impossible Voyage. These two films in 1902 and 1904 pretty much considered the very first science fiction films. Mm. Pretty cool stuff. 1950, George Orwell. British author died at the age of 46. Ooh. Considering his big his, his body work pretty much is two big books, Animal Farm and 1984, still to this day he remains relevant because of how well, 1984, prescient especially. he was, yeah. yeah. Famous line from 1984 by the way, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final most essential command. <laughs> that one comes up quite a bit yep. lately. 1959, Carl Switzer died, American actor, shot by an acquaintance over an argument over a couple bucks at the age of 31. Now, Carl Switzer is best known by the name of the character he played in a series of short subjects known as the R-Gang comedies. We also knew them as the Little Rascals, oh, little rascals when they were on yeah, television. Yeah. Carl Switzer was Alfalfa. Okay. Alfalfa with the hair parted down the middle and the big yeah. cowlick in the back. He was in It's a Wonderful Life, too. He had a little small part yes. in It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Uh, notoriously bad singer, Alfalfa was. Here's a little bit of uh, Little Rascals. Let me call you sweetheart. I'm in love with you. 
none of those kids came out of that experience unscathed. Yeah. It was a it was not no. child-friendly labor laws back in the 1930s it wasn't when they were making adult-friendly labor laws <laughs> no. back then. So imagine That's what true. they did to children. Yeah. It's bad stuff. 1959, Cecil B. DeMille, famous American filmmaker, 10 Commandments and etc. etc. 77 years old today when he not today. <laughs> that would be silly. 77 years old when he died in 1959 on this day. 1983, Lamar Williams, bass player for the Allman Brothers Band during their most productive period of time. Jackie Wilson, the great Jackie Wilson, died in 1984 on this day. Great soul singer-songwriter. Colonel Tom Parker, famous for being Elvis Presley's manager for almost his entire career, died on this day in 1997 at the age of 87. This guy was a real piece of shit. Yeah. Signed Elvis early on to a contract. This poor truck driver from Tupelo, Mississippi, didn't know any better, signed a contract for 50% commission on everything he earned. God damn it. That's awful. That's awful. He Fuck. took such advantage of Elvis, and that's the contract he stayed with for the remainder of his career with Colonel Tom Parker. Was Elvis loyal to him? 100%. Because he could have gotten out of that at some point, I'm you sure. You would think someone should have taken him aside and said, you need to get yourself a lawyer. That's insane. But he was his manager up until his death, and then after his death as well. He was taking 50% of the estate's royalties after Elvis's death, Jesus. still collecting half of the, all the money. Man, that's He wrong. was not a colonel. <laughs> his name was not Tom Parker. It wasn't Tom Parker. No, he was a Dutch-born carny who was in America illegally, mm. changed his name, and started working in show business. The reason Elvis never toured internationally was that because this guy didn't have a passport. He couldn't leave the country. He couldn't leave the country. This guy's so fucking shady on so many levels. Elvis could have made a fortune touring internationally. Of course he could have. Wow. When uh, RCA offered to buy out the rights to Elvis Presley's 700 songs, Tom Parker received $6.2 million over seven years. Presley himself received $4.6 million. He got more money than Elvis. Yes, there's example after example of this guy fucking Elvis over. Well, Elvis at some point had to get wise so he's kind of partly to blame at one point for that that's why he went into hiding that's why elvis is still alive today but he's not performing anymore doesn't want colonel tom well he died so he should come back he should and and tom parker died at 87 elvis died what 42 everything about this relationship sucks sucks fucking leech all right it's enough of my screaming about colonel tom parker uh 1998 jack lord american actor died at the age of 77 on this day his biggest role of course Steve McGarrett on Hawaii Five-0. Peggy Lee, great singer, died on this day in 2002 at the age of 81. So many big hits. You Give Me Fever, of course, was a smash one. And a lot of kids know her from Lady in the Tramp. She's the voice of uh, Peg mm, okay. in that film. He's a tramp, but I love him. Breaks a new heart 
every day He's a tramp, I adore him And I only hope he'll stay that way Terry Jones of Monty Python fame, the Welsh comedian, died from complications of dementia at the age of 77 on this day in 2020. I'll mm. tell you, you always hear those stories about people regretting they could have seen this or they could have seen that yeah. and how they have uh, regrets. I'm so pleased that I went to see that final Monty Python show in the UK when I went. All, I saw the live, they did the live cast of it in theaters all over the world. And I went, I saw it in a theater but yeah i never got to see them live like that and they said at the time terry was starting to suffer from uh dementia and losing his memory from the sketches and stuff but you never would have known watching him he was as funny as ever and he was such a talented guy talented director as well as writer and comedian and i i remember him so vividly from life of brian remember graham chapman is playing brian a person who's (laughs) mis mistaken for the for the messiah (laughs) and the entire crowd surrounds the uh the brian home until his mother has to scream out the window <laughs> now you listen here he's not the bizarre he's a very naughty boy very, now go away very naughty boy <laughs> all right at this point in hello death we find a food related to someone who passed away and then we run it past daddy pence to see if it's something he's willing to eat or Maybe we'll pass on him might. sticking it up his ass a today. Sore. A little sore. He might, he might be a little swollen back there. We <laughs> never get it back again. Uh, we talk about the food. How do we find out if he'll eat it? Well, we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means, yeah, he's eating it. However, if those reels are mismatched, <laughs> uh, he's not going for it. <laughs> today in 1985, James Beard passed away. He was a legendary American culinary expert, chef, and author. Pretty much the inventor of the modern cooking show. Also started the James Beard Foundation, which gives out awards in culinary excellence every year. He's really considered one of the ultimate uh, heroes of chefs around the world for what he did for the uh, culinary arts. He died on this day in 1985 at the age of 81. One of his most famous dishes, Eddie Pence, is one of his personal favorites, was a uh, provincial recipe from France called, well, it's garlic chicken, basically. But this is chicken with 40 cloves of garlic. Oh, my God. That's how you make it. You have to get 8 to 10 chicken legs. Then you got to bake them in a pot. And then you add 40 cloves of garlic. So much garlic. Now, the slow roasting apparently mellows the strong taste of garlic and the aroma and creates a butterly, buttery, mild paste just perfumed with garlic that you're supposed to eat after you pull the legs out by spreading it on toast. Slices of pumpernickel bread or a hot toast with a softened garlic just smeared all over them. You eat that along with the chicken legs, and that's James Beard's dish called Chicken with 40 Cloves of Garlic. Is that something Eddie Pence would like to eat or not? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull the handle. Here we go. One chicken, two chicken, three. Eddie Pence ain't know what I call it. <laughs> and it's pissing in the other garlic. I thought for sure that was going to be it's a uh, lot of garlic. Just not, not, there's no such thing for me. Well, you ever eaten the stinking rose here in LA, right? I 
was the bartender when that restaurant opened. You were. I was the bartender at the Stinking Rose oh. when they opened the doors to that restaurant. Tracy and I used to, when we used, when we used to go on dates when we were younger, we right. would go there when a you lot. you were still in love. When we were still in love and did stuff together. Right. Um, I would go there, and they have a dish similar to that there. Yeah, it's just a pot full of roasted garlic cloves. Yeah, and I would... Smear it on the bread, And right? I got, and I would get the uh, the, the garlic chicken and that <gasps> and the stuff. And it was really good. So, so good. I do like that. We used to make garlic martinis, where yeah. you'd have uh, garlic cloves on the skewer. Everything there has garlic. Everything, they have garlic yeah. ice cream for dessert. Yeah. Well, Is it still around, the Stinking Rose? I don't... It, it The building's still there. There's still a Stinking Rose on it. I don't know if it... I mean, with COVID, I don't know if it's open or not. That's a restaurant here in Los Angeles called the Stinking Rose, and... It, the Stinking Rose is the nickname yeah. for a clove of garlic, and that's why they picked that name. But it was fun to go there around Halloween time because they would go all out with the garlic and the, yeah, dry, the vampire themes. Vampires and stuff. It's a cool restaurant. So there you go. Eddie Pence eating <laughs> chicken with 40 cloves of garlic. <laughs> James Beard would be so happy. On today's Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now, so shut up. All right, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, he just couldn't help himself. Donald Trump, on his way out, still managed to piss off a couple musical artists who were complaining about him <laughs> using their music at his farewell rallies. Uh, Laura Brannigan's management company said, Will you please stop using Gloria at your rallies? He used it apparently. Yeah, uh, in Georgia, in, I think, didn't he? Um, they used it uh, yesterday? He used he it yesterday as well, yes. And he also went out uh, with the YMCA once again. Does he not listen to the lyrics of the song? He Does he not know what the song is about? It's like when he plays Fortunate Son. Has he never listened to the lyrics of Fortunate Son? He doesn't care. <sighs> I like YMCA. I used to dance to it. Studio 54. It's I insane. like disco. I like disco dancing. A lot of people say I'm the greatest dancer. <laughs> I like it. Like, Fortune Stun's the biggest one that I just don't understand. I don't understand. think he thinks about it, Eddie. Does no one in think... the crowd think? I guess no one in the crowd thinks either. Yeah. So uh, on the way out, he managed to piss off the village <sighs> of people and uh, Laura Brannigan's estate. And the, the village people were like, we asked him to cease and assist a long time ago. <laughs> but he, since he's a bully, they said our request was ignored. Thankfully, thankfully now he's out of office, so we've seen this abuse of our music has finally ended. Oh, he'll go, he'll still do his rallies. He'll oh, play the yeah, shit. I'm sure. Well, you got to slap a cease and desist on him again. <laughs> I don't know what the good those cease and desist. You, you got to sue at some point. At you some just have point. to sue. Bring a lawsuit. Here's good news for Superman fans. The CW has announced Superman and Lois, their new Superman TV series, will be getting a 90 minute series premiere. Damn. Yeah, February 23rd is the date. It was supposed to be followed by The Flash, but they're pushing Flash to the following week, and they're adding a half an hour to the Superman and Lois premiere. So you can watch all new episodes of the seventh season of The Flash on March 2nd. Can't wait for those shows to come back. Yep. It's been too long. Speaking of new shows, of course, we've been covering the fact that uh, Sex in the City is being rebooted over there on HBO Max. It's not going to be called Sex in the City. It's going to be called And Just Like That, which apparently is a catchphrase that... Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Oh, I have no used idea. Used on the original I show. Never watched my an ex episode. ex Carrie was a diehard really? Sex in the City fan, so I would, <laughs> if not watch, hear uh, every episode <laughs> when she was watching the reruns. Uh, so it's is uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis returning to reprise their roles. However, Kim Cattrall, as we've mentioned, will not be coming right. back as Samantha. 
maybe the most popular of all the characters. Probably. Other than Sarah Jessica. Jessica the most over-the-top character. For, for sure. sure, yeah. She was very memorable. She will not be returning, but they said that they will reference her in the show. So now there is a dating service, not dating service, I'm sorry, a booking service, a, a sports books service online called Bovada that is taking bets on what, how they will explain away Samantha's whereabouts mm. in the new show. I wonder if they're going to kill her off. You can lay down some money, <laughs> and if you're right, you can win. Huh? Seems so like... here's the book. Here's what uh, here's right. what the bets are going. What are the options? She's dead. Yeah. The one Eddie Pence said that is plus 130. That means you have to bet 100 dollars to win a, 30. Yeah. So that's the even money practically. Right. That's the safest bet. Uh, she moved away from New York. That's going off at plus 250. You got to bet 100 to win. To, uh, 150. 150. 150, yeah. Uh, she will not be mentioned at all. Oh. Is going off at uh, plus 450. Still living in New York, also at going off at plus 450. Confined to prison or an institution <laughs> is going off at plus 750. So you got to bet like 100 to win one. six. I would take the long shot I just like for the fun one. of it. <laughs> they don't have my guess, which is uh, has gone insane from syphilis. That's the one I'm... Untreated syphilis. Untreated syphilis has <laughs> rotted her brain, and now she's, she's a, drool, a, a drooling lunatic pushing a uh, shopping cart. Because she <laughs> fucked everything on that yeah, show. Yeah, she had to catch something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of fucking, I feel bad for this porn star. Lana Wells is her name. Lana has left the uh, world of adult entertainment because she's concerned about COVID-19. Hmm. So she stopped doing porn, and she went home to her uh, small town in Arkansas... Newport, Arkansas, and she landed a job at her local Taco Bell. What? Yes. And then Taco Bell fired her when people started to complain about her prior oh, career. Oh, fuck those people. Can you believe it? Fuck all those people. Apparently her sex work caught up with her and Taco Bell let her go. Taco Bell should stand up for her. Let me tell you something. Whatever she did in porn, nothing she did was as degrading or disgusting as working at a Taco no. Bell, I'll tell you that much. Fuck. People suck. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad. And she's not a small deal either. She's been featured on Pornhub. She's uh, had two AVN award nominations, but she just backed out because she was concerned about the virus. Poor and girl. Now she's lost her job at Taco Bell. She can get a better job than that. That's what Fuck I'm saying. Them. And speaking of the virus, Arnold Schwarzenegger what got vaccinated. Yes. At Dodger Stadium. They have a drive-through vaccination station there at Dodger yeah. Stadium. They're doing that in Disneyland and Dodger Stadium. Yeah. yeah. You just go by and you get your jab and you move on. And so uh, Arnold was there in the passenger side of an SUV and he pulled up to a medical staffer and uh, she gave him the injection. Wow. Here's a little video of uh, Arnold getting his vaccination. All right. I just got my vaccine and I will recommend it to anyone and everyone. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Man. <laughs> uh, I'll be back. Sinated. Well, he's got to come back for the second round. Yeah, exactly. He should have told her that. I'll be back for vaccination. <laughs> you know, they kept, uh, they had to keep uh, jabbing me with the needle because so many times it broke because of my deltoids. My deltoids are so incredibly uh, swollen, you know, with musculature that they, the, the needle kept breaking off every time they tried to put it in. <laughs> I also, the side effect, I have a huge erection now after my vaccination. I don't think you got the vaccine then. I did. I think it's something else. It's either a side effect of the, uh, you know, the COVID vaccine or the bottle of Viagra swallowed. Either way, I have to have sex with a maid now. <laughs> my boner won't go away. 
Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on January 21st. Opera singer Placido Domingo, who's had a, tr- a run-in with his own Me Too issues. Yes, he has. Uh, 80 years old today. Hell of a voice. Actor Jill Eikenberry from L.A. Law, 74 years old. Guitarist Jim Ibbotson from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band is 74. Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Dance. Actor Robbie Benson from One on One. Remember that? That never seen that movie? No. He's a uh, college basketball player. And yes, it's like I a have. corrupt. Yes, yes, got yes, a corrupt yes. coach. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. And also uh, ice castles. No, ice castles. Ice castles. Um, it's one of those ice skating movies <laughs> where we're talking about with the hockey player and the figure skater. Right. Not Razor's Edge. Not that. No, one. I think it's ice castles. Is it yeah. ice castle? Where the the Cutting skaters edge, not Razor's the, Edge. Skaters blind. Cutting Edge. Skaters blind, right. and he's a hockey player who helps her. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, he was also the voice of the Beast in, Be- in Beauty and the Beast. Disney's Beauty oh, and the Beast. Okay. Anyway, sixty-five today. Singer-songwriter Billy Ocean, 71. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Get out of my dreams. See, baby, get into my car. Gina Davis is 65 today. Drummer Mark Trojanowski of Sister Hazel's 51. Charlotte Ross from NYPD Blue is 53. I worked with Charlotte, and she's a lovely lady. And singer, speaking of lovely ladies, singer Emma Bunton celebrates her 45th birthday today. Oh, you don't recognize that name? Well, maybe if I call her Baby Spice, motherfuckers. Baby (laughs) Spice is 45 years old today of the Spice Girls. Baby. She was baby. my second favorite. Baby. Who's your first? Scary? Ginger. Oh, Ginger. Oh, that's right. The red Ginger Spice with the blue. Yeah, well, they all had the blue. No. That, no. Which ones didn't? Sporty had sporty? like no blue. Well, she was sporty. She was sporty. Yeah. She wore like a tank top. A lot of no body fat. No, yeah. she was very sporty. But baby, baby was, baby was, baby was I. <laughs> that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And because it's Thursday... It's time for us to take a look at human sexuality as we fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Today's topic, couples desperate for thrills in their sex life, so much so that they need to have sex in risky locations in order to give themselves a thrill. Mm. 
This story is fresh out of the news. Leanne sent it along, and I want to thank her for that. A couple was arrested for having public sex on a Ferris wheel, Eddie Pence, (laughs) and posting the video on a porn website. Wow. The couple is from South Carolina, and they were arrested last week after people said they filmed themselves having sex on top of a famous tourist attraction. Can you guess what city in South Carolina this white trash couple was busted having sex on a Uh, Ferris wheel? Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. Goddamn, I love Myrtle Beach. I'm gonna smoke me a joint when I get there. I'm gonna drink a cold beer when I get there. I'm gonna lay one out when I get there. And I ain't gonna sleep when I get there. Get a rebel flag raft when I get there. Airbrush t-shirts when I get there. Get some calabash shrimp when I get there. I'm gonna miss the pavilion when I get there. I'm gonna fuck on a Ferris wheel when I get there. I've been on that Ferris wheel. You've been on the sky wheel? Yeah, it's big, and it's it's almost like little pods with doors and windows. Like, it's sealed. It's a sealed pod that you're it in. It says like, here they were yeah. they were having sex in a glass gondola yeah. that was in public view, according to this newspaper Yeah, but you article. go really high, and you can't see the other gondolas from where you are. You can't see any of the other gondolas. So I guess, but when they come down to, <laughs> to street level, yeah, you can see what's happening. So they have to time it just right, I yeah. guess, to make sure they're at the pinnacle but, before... Yeah. The refractory period kicks in. If I was like 17, I could get it done in one loop. But right now, I don't think so. Not with this prostate. Well, not with that prostate. Um, They had sex. 36-year-old couple had sex in the gondola. And then what really pissed people off is they posted the video to a porn website. And that's what uh, the Mm. Skywheel Myrtle Beach people apparently not happy. No, it can't be. We pride ourselves in providing a safe, family-friendly attraction and atmosphere. They said, this incident is extremely disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the young couple eric and Lori Harmon, oh they're married well it's okay yeah, come then. on uh apparently arrested and will be charged oh. they have a they have a little bit of a pattern here eddie pence Do last they? month they were also arrested and charged for having sex in a community swimming pool ew yeah that's a little ew it's a lot of ew. yeah Mm-mm. so who are these people who need to have sex in risky locations in order to get their rocks off well it's more common than you might think Recent survey asked 2,000 Americans about their sex life, including the riskiest locations they've ever had sex in. And here are the results. 69% of those who were surveyed said they had sex in a place where they're at risk of getting caught. Hmm. 23% said they were caught. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess. If you do in a really 69%. That's practically <laughs> everyone who does it three quarters of everyone who has sex who responded to this survey that's i mean it's not that unbelievable if you really put yourself out there in public somewhere you're gonna now many of them you. were commonplace like uh a car 68 yeah. percent of people had sex in a car i had sex in a car when i was a teenager we all had sex in a car yeah that's not such a big deal and it's very hard to get caught in a car unless you're doing something really yes really uh vigorous it's also not very comfortable sex it's really not none of this is by the no, way none of it's here's good the sex. thing everybody who thinks good. oh we gotta have sex here let's do it here no it's no. never as good as sex on a bed no. it just isn't that's why i don't do it 
I have a bed. I use it to have sex that's, in. That's the best place to do it. It, it absolutely is. Maybe a couch. That's why I, say, I like to take you to bed. Let's go to bed. <laughs> it's built into the, the lexicon of yeah. how we seduce It's like people. shower sex. It's a great idea, but in practicality, it's not very Pool good. Pool sex, also awful. Yeah. The lubrication doesn't stay lubricated. No, hot tub sex is a heart attack all waiting bad. to happen. It's all bad. So keep that in mind as we go through this list. Uh, the kitchen, 48%. Well, that's not that risky. That's no, just gross. A movie theater, 9% of people had sex in a movie theater. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, 76% of the people surveyed said they had sex outside, popular locations, backyard. If you're in your own backyard. And there's a fence. Just and... go inside. Just go inside <laughs> so and have comfortable. sex. The beach, done that, didn't care for it. Mm, no, it's too sandy. Yeah. I was on vacation with my family. And we went to the Bahamas. Yeah. And I was in college. And I met a girl at the casino there at Paradise Island. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm in a room with my mom and yeah, dad and my sister. you have to go somewhere else. She's in a room with her nursing school roommate. <laughs> so we had no choice. We had to have sex on the beach. Yeah. It was awful. If it's, if it's out of necessity, I get it. I would never do it again. <laughs> uh, hiking trail, 31%. Highway rest stop, 27%. Well, that's charming. Ew. Anyway, so here, here's a list of the 30 oddest places Americans have admitted to having sex, according to this survey, right. okay? Let's burn through these. Just raise a hand if anything sounds familiar, Eddie Pants, right. okay? You think the Ferris wheel's impressive. How about this? Top of a moving roller coaster. No. A moving no. roller coaster. Like full-on sex or just yes. like a reach-over-handy type thing? on a moving roller coaster. No, that's stupid. That's insane. That's insane. In an antique shop... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're one of the antiques, that sounds dumb because those are so quiet. So quiet. It's like having sex in a library or a bookstore. But nobody's going to come in there. I mean, how many people go yeah. in an antique shop at one time? I suppose that's true. In a baseball dugout? Ew. I wonder if it was during a game. Mm-hmm. I would excuse if it's during a game because baseball is so fucking boring <laughs> that I think fucking in a dugout <laughs> was the sometimes the only way you can keep yourself interested. Well, Fast Times at Ridgemont High started out that way. Oh, that's Fucking true. in a dugout. Speaking of baseball game, these people did it uh, along the right field line during a game. I guess if she sat on your lap. That's what I'm guessing thing, too. But that doesn't seem comfortable. A phone booth at Epcot, says this one couple. Ew. On every level. Ew. ew. First of all, how long ago was this where they still have phone booths? <laughs> Like a full close yourself in phone booth? Oh, a fucking box of germs. In line at a fast food drive through. How desperate are you? Oh, Can't gosh, you just wait? On. Just get your fucking well, if, Big Mac and go. If home. you're at In and Out, you have time. Zing! In and Out, the old In and Out, Eddie Pence. <laughs> Come on, Eddie Pence, everybody. That's also an hour long wait. Behind a convenience store during the day, well, if you're a $5 hooker, that's. <laughs> That's the best. That's, that's, a, that's your that's, office. That's your, that's your location of business. <laughs> On the boss's new desk. Well, that's just disrespectful. Well, probably with the boss. Burger King bathroom. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Ooh. No. How? No. Unless you're getting the Whopper. Right, Eddie Pence? <laughs> Dentist chair. That sounds like the worst of the bunch. Those are uncomfortable when I'm lying in it to get my teeth cleaned. Well, you're fucking the dentist at that point. You're not sneaking into a dentist office with your spouse <laughs> and fucking true. while he's in the other room. I suppose that's true. You're fucking the dentist. While going 70 miles per hour down I-95. That's dumb. That's dumb and deadly. Don't ever do that. No. Don't fucking drive. No. Um, a lot of uh, tourist locations on this list. Empire State Building. Top of the Empire State really? Building. Yeah. How, I don't even, I've been up there. I don't know how you would... 
You'd have to find a, a corner somewhere. But and now from, it, from behind, I'm guessing. But nowadays there's cameras everywhere. On top of the Great Wall of China. <laughs> well, I guess you could do that. There's yeah. so much wall. Top of Eiffel Tower. Hmm? And a, uh, a burial ground at a historic Native American reservation. <laughs> what wow. the fuck, dude? Haven't we done enough to the Native Americans? Come on. Don't fuck on their dead people. Don't disrespect Come their on. tribal tribal lands. <laughs> Jesus. On a train track. No, that's stupid. That's uncomfortable and dangerous. What? You have two strips of metal <laughs> held together by wood, by wooden and planks spikes. and spikes, and then and gravel. gravel everywhere. What about that scenario suggests to you this would be a great place no. for us to fuck? No, you're just doing it because you're hoping a train will come along and, and you have you'll, to roll out of the way. Right, and you'll feel the thrill of your life having escaped with your life. Fuck all of these people in a barn surrounded by animals. Again, if you're young, and I guess there's no other place to go. Mm, I think the smell would be a deterrent it to would me. Be. <laughs> so Under a stage during a rock concert. Well, you're probably in the band at that point. Or you're drunk and high. Courthouse bathroom before appearing in front of a judge. <sighs> well, if you got to relax, if you're nervous. In a car during an automatic car wash. Driving through with all the subs no and time. scrubbers no and everything. Time. Well, maybe if you hurry up. This was the worst one for me. Porta potty. Ugh. Right? Fuck. I can't, I can't stand to do my business in a porta potty. No. Let alone linger in there for where would, a no. sexy time. Where do you put in the, where do you, what do you, you, what are you touching? What are you touching you on touch the insides something? To, 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 to anchor yourself? Somebody's got to touch something. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. Inside a haunted house attraction. Yeah, I, guess I can you're imagine. Young on a date. It's dark and you can't see anything. Unless someone scares you and then she clamps down and <laughs> next thing you know. You're locked inside her. Mm. New York City subway. That's charming. Ew. Uh, the ruins of an old Irish castle. It's a great way to get haunted, by the way. Yeah. Start that shit. If I can get a hecubus or succubus or, or a banshee. Incubus. A banshee comes after you. Hecubus. During the day, at a golf course, while playing the course. Ugh. Seems like, rude. It does. Seems rude. There's a lot of people out there just want to play nine holes, yeah. and you're playing the, eight, the 19th hole. <laughs> With your secretary, while everyone else just trying to have a, a day on the You're course. You're going to have the marshal driving by telling you to pick up your game. Here's the thing. Do what you want, but don't do it where you're forcing other people to have to No, watch. don't make other people uncomfortable. If you want to watch, that's a different yeah. kind of fetish. But don't, don't put people in no. that position. A lot of these apply to that. A jungle gym after a park had closed. No, you're going to get caught, and then you're going to be labeled a sex offender. I have actually done that one. You've done the jungle gym thing? Yes. I dated a girl who lived across the street from a city park. Why didn't you go to where she lived? And we would walk sometimes at night, just a romantic stroll. Right. And so she said, let's play in the park. And so we would crawl on the jungle gym right. and stuff. And I got behind her yeah, and things you, happened. Yeah, but you, you just... It was just, a moment. You're going against your own words. But it was a moment. When mo the bed is a, a, across the street. This was very useful because there was grips to hold on. <laughs> and my feet were here. And she was with her back to me. And uh -huh. she was holding through on another bar. Right. It was very accommodating. It seemed like it was almost built for it. Did you hear the echoes of children laughing? It was at closed. It was at night. Yeah, but if a cop comes by, you're fucked. You're a sex offender. If he wants to join in, that's that's something we have to negotiate. <laughs> an election booth. I'd never been in a closed election booth. I never have either. I didn't know. I, I don't think do you that. can take two people in an election booth, can you? You're not you? supposed to. Maybe if you think you say you need help or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this boner. Can someone help me out over in a wheelchair? A church. See again. No, you're, you're, that's you're just being rude at yeah. that point. Leave those people. And alone. you're really being rude at this one because I can imagine how many kids are surrounded by you 
at the Disney on Ice show. First of all, it's very cold. I've been to those ice shows. And lastly, <laughs> even if she's sitting on your lap, there's 14,000 eight-year-olds yeah, but if you have a waiting woman. to see Mickey and Woody and, and Buzz. What if it's and like they're seeing the wrong kind of Merp. Woody? They don't want to see your Woody. They want to see the, the cowboy the Woody. actual Woody? Yeah. <laughs> what if you have little mermaids dancing on ice? That's going to get you hard, right? Just put it in the spank bank. Take <sighs> it as a mental note. Bring, take it home for later. Right, right. Dear God. <laughs> So don't do it, people. Just go to bed. Just have sex in a bed, for God's sakes. Yeah. doesn't make any you sense. You don't need the thrill of the bed. How desperate are you people for thrills? Cut it out. Then they're not hot for each other at that point, I'm right. thinking. You're, 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 you're fucking in public because yes. you can't get off you normally. spice it up by going on the Great Wall of China. Well, maybe. <laughs> fucking porta potty oh. I'm with Pence on this one. Oh. Usually I'm not that guy, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, today I'm that guy. <laughs> and that's Ralph Sex University. All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Come on back tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. It is our grand celebration. 700 episodes of The Ralph Report. Man. Three years we've been pumping the show into your ear holes, and thank you so much. I know many of you out there have been with us from the beginning, and I cannot tell you what that means to me. It has just been an amazing ride for the past three years. 700 shows. It's a lot of hours it's crazy. of entertainment that uh, we've been sending your way, and you guys are uh, so amazing. It's such a big part of it. So come on by and join us for tomorrow's celebration show. Steve Ashton, if the technology works out, <laughs> will be alongside of us for the entire program. Oh, I tomorrow. can't wait. That means a live UK update. That means a, a live video of all. Yeah. We can talk about each other's picks. And he's got some splaining to do about his uh, Kenobi, a man on the street interview. Stuff <laughs> his well. racist neighbor. I have a few questions <laughs> I'd like to ask him about that. So uh, you're not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. But in order to come back, you're going to have to take care of yourself. So if you can. Stay the fuck at home. Make sure you wash your hands real good. Stay good in the hood. Distance. It's key. Stay sweet at six feet. Because. Life is life. Life is life. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye.